The Strategic Leader Podcast, episode number 236. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. I am so grateful that you've joined us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. My name is Brian Holmes, and let me just say, if this is your first time, welcome. If you are a regular listener to the program, we are super excited to have you in this wonderful community of leaders. Hey, we're in the process of transitioning our program to a new and upgraded format and feel, and while we're transitioning... I've decided to highlight some of our most impactful episodes so far. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to the next level, then I am sure this episode is going to make a huge difference in your life. Let's get focused, let's get engaged, and let's go all in right now. Thanks for being on the program today. We are so delighted to have each of you here. It's always an honor, always a privilege to to just walk alongside of you and talk about strategic living. Well, I tell you what, in a lifetime, you meet a handful of people that really uh, you connect with on a level that's different than, you know, all the associations that you normally have. And and uh, by that, I mean, we have a lot of friends on Facebook and I use quotation marks there. We have a lot of people that we we call friends. But in a lifetime, you occasionally run across someone that there's so much commonality, so much common ground, so much... Uh, common philosophy and ideology to wrap our relationship around and uh, when you meet that person you know how it works you you kind of know that this is a divine appointment a relationship that is is for our good and I have the privilege today of of introducing you to a dear friend someone that is becoming a greater friend in my life he and I share the privilege of being in a mastermind group together and we have just over the last really six months or so been developing a very powerful relationship uh, Dennis McEntee, for the last 25 years, has traveled extensively working with leaders all over the world to uncover their personal and their organizational constraints and also helping them to, to build high trust, high performance cultures. We're going to talk a lot about culture today. The first 15 years of his career, this is something he and I have in common. Uh, he was in pastoral ministry and he, he was in that area of expertise in the U.S., also all over Europe. Uh, he uh, really a whole new world opened up to him when he realized that the same principles that change people's lives could also change their organizations, their companies and, and their endeavors. So in 2004, he formed the Leadership Development Group. And that uh, organization is, is really designed to help leaders win at the game of work and at the business of life. Dennis is one of the most passionate people I know. He is, is so dedicated to pouring into the lives of individuals, leaders all over the world. He's, he's an author, a speaker. He is a coach, a consultant. Dennis, I am privileged today to welcome you to the Strategic Living Podcast. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks, Brian. And I, I got to tell you, man, I'm taking you with me everywhere. That was a great introduction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, when I get introduced. Who, who is this guy, Brian? I want ex- to meet this guy. That's exactly what I say whenever I get introduced on podcast interviews or on, <laughs> on stages around the world. I'm like, okay, who, who are they talking about? Who is this cat, man? I need to know this guy. Uh, exactly. D- Dennis, you and I met, uh, gosh, man, it seems like maybe six months to nine months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Maybe I'm just losing track of time, but uh, it was an instant connection, and we we had the privilege of having dinner together over in the north part of my Metroplex here, and uh, gosh, and I got to meet your precious wife that night, 
And ever since then, man, it's just been this pinging back and forth of ideas and challenging and iron sharpening iron. And I want to tell you just up front on the, the front end of the program today, I am so thankful for you, man. Wow. Hey, I, 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 and I'm thankful for you. Thanks, Brian. You know, and I know it, it, it's interesting, you know, because the kingdom is really administered relationally, you know, and I think that every time that God comes in to bless your life, he, he always does it through a person. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really blessed to, you know, just be your friend. And so I've, I've learned a lot about you, man. I love your podcast and, you know, just some of the stuff you're doing. We, we, we're really right along the same vein. And so I, I think, you know, we can really learn from each other. Well, I appreciate that very much. Well, I tell you what, number one, let's just on the front end here, let's talk about some of the work that you do because you are, gosh, you're so busy, man. You're traveling more than I do. Every time I, I text Dennis or talk to him, he's either stuck on a runway in a terminal waiting for a late flight or he's, he's somewhere on an airplane going somewhere. Man, tell us a, a little bit about the work that you're doing with your company. Yeah. So, you know, I, I realize that, you know, most organizations really live in the constraints um, of the leadership. And so I know the best way that I can bless and help an organization and really cause it to grow is to really dive in and, and work with leaders. And, it, and in business and really in ministry and really in life, you know, Brian, I'm really convinced that it's all about results. Now, here's what's interesting about results is that results are really based on behavior. Mm. You know, and so all behavior produces results. So I can take any business problem, any result that you have, any church problem, and I can break it down to a behavioral problem. Yeah. And so I tell people all the time, it's like, I, you know, in the last 25 years, I don't think I've solved any business problems, but man, I've solved millions of personal problems. And it's almost like once that personal problem leaves, the business problem kind of goes away. And so the, the real focus of, of the work is producing results by helping people change behavior. That's great. That's great. And, you know, on our program, as you well know, we talk a lot about uh, that very thing. I think you probably approach it from a more technical standpoint with regards to corporations and businesses and, and ministry organizations. But we, we talk a lot about that because uh, as a man thinketh, so is he. Whatever the belief systems are, whatever the challenges are, whatever the hangups are in the individual, those, those are going to reflect in the work they do and the leadership that they provide all those things. It just bleeds right over, don't you think? Yeah, it really is because it's like sort of it's like your behavior is based on your story. It's whatever story you tell yourself. So if I'm if I'm working in the church context, I'm going to talk about these soulish issues just like you do. Yeah. But if I'm talking in the corporate context, it's it's really your story, it's your values, your beliefs, your thinking and your feeling and and that's the thing that's, you know, driving that behavior. And so I really kind of focus on helping leaders how do you dig underneath behavior? So that you help you help your team and help people, you know, change their values, change their beliefs, kind of change their story. And it's like, Brian, if, if we can get our story straight, behavior is not an issue. And it's almost like get your story straight and results will follow. That's great, man. You know, I want to I'm just going to be brash here today and we're going to try to cover a little bit of ground because you and I have so much in common as it relates to our passion for gr building people, really, and and growing people. Uh, I'm much more interested in growing people than I am growing a church or growing a business because those the, the latter two things always follow the growth of the individual. So I, I want to let's backtrack a bit. Let's talk about the years you spent in Europe. You were a missionary technically. You pastored. You you poured into leaders on, in a church context uh, in that setting for a number of years. And I, I happen to know, just because of our relationship, that uh, that was really a deep passion of yours, and it was it was something that you you felt divinely called to in that particular season. Talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, one word from God, you know, can really change your life. And and I've really endeavored um, with every decision sort of to base it on, you know, a rhema, a, a rhema word. And so I, I remember, I mean, I was in Bible school back in the 80s and knew God had called me to the mission field. And, uh, you know, Brian, it was one of those things. I think if God puts something in your heart, it's like it's just going to continue to grow. And I remember at the time, it was about five years into being a youth pastor working at a local church in Sarasota, Florida. It's like I just had this burning desire that I knew we needed to go to Europe. We needed to start Bible schools. It was just a, a, just a word from heaven. And I remember sitting down with my pastor and I said, you know, I, I said, I can't get it out of my heart. I can't pray it out. I can't cast it out. It's just not going to leave. And he told me something great. He says, Dennis, he says, it's never going to leave. He says, if it's in there and it's burning, then you need to take some steps to, to activate it. And so we just, we just stepped out and uh, just began to kind of follow the dream. And, um, you know, Brian, and this is probably true with you. It's like my wife and I were talking about it. If I'm so glad for what we've experienced and what we went through. But if I would have known everything I needed to go through, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have stepped out. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. now looking back on it, I'm 45 years old. And, you know, that was really, you know, 15 years ago. I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have done it today. I'm so glad of the experience and just everything that God did through me and it did with me. And, and what was interesting about that, Brian, is that um, the schools that we started, you know, they really took off in 2004 when we transitioned back to the States. Mm. And, and you know what I think? I think God was kind of saying, you know, if I can just get Dennis out of the way, these things can really take off. Because yeah. I realized, like, for me, I mean, Brian, my gift is a, is a starter. And so I'm a great starter, but I'm not a super finisher. Okay. You know, uh, uh, I'm a great activator, but I'm not a great maintainer. And so we went, we started it, and uh, now they're they're even flourishing even better than we were around. So that's real exciting stuff for me. That's great, man. Now talk about the transition uh, a little bit. Just give us a, a snapshot. How did that? How, how did you wind up back in the states? What was that like? Oh my gosh! Do you, do you, do you, do you want the san, the sanitized version, or, or should, should we give them like the nitty gritty, sort sort of the ugly ugly? Whatever comes to mind, man. It's great with me. This program is 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 uh, a a judgment free zone. So just give it to us, man. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we're we're, we're going to go authentic. So here here's really the story. We came back to the states. Uh, I had four kids. Three of them were born in Europe. Uh, my kids spoke better Polish than they did English. And we knew we just needed a season to come back for about a year. And we were just going to be on furlough. And then we were going to transition to uh, another part of Europe um, so we could travel more freely. And so we were back in the States for about three months. And uh, I went to a pastor's meeting with a, with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Bishop Tony Miller. Yeah. And uh Bishop stood me up and started prophesying over me, and he said, "Dennis, he says, he says, I think God called you back to America to change your ministry. He's going to call you like Daniel into corporate America. It's going to be a new way to do missions." And I remember leaving that meeting, going, "What the heck is that? You know, it's, it's like I'm a preacher. I, I don't even know what that means." Yeah. And uh, this was back in 2004, and so I just kind of put it on the shelf. Two weeks later, I get a call on my cell phone from uh, a vice president of a large bank in the Midwest. And she said, Mr. McEntee, my name's so-and-so, and I'm the vice president of whatever bank. And she said, I've been listening to some of your CDs. And Brian, on the other end, I was thinking, what do you, where'd you get my CDs? <laughs> exactly. And then, she, right. and then she said, well, I'd like you to put together a proposal about doing some leadership training for our branch managers. And Brian, I remember getting off the phone thinking, what is a proposal? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, you, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I come from the ministry world. It's, it's a totally Isn't that different... when you get down on one knee and ask somebody to marry you or something? I think that's what <laughs> yeah, that is. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I've only, I only proposed to my wife. I, I don't know what you're asking for. And, <laughs> and, then, and then about two weeks later, I get a call from a large um, national uh, retailer. And uh, I had known the vice president. He had read one of my books. And he called me and he said, Dennis, he said, listen, he said, I really like this new book that you wrote. He said, but do you by chance, could you come and maybe take out some of the scripture and just give us these principles that are in your book without the scripture? And I said, you, you know, Charles, I, I actually do that kind of thing. And so that was in 2004, and that's sort of how it started. Wow. And wow. Um, it, it, it's really funny, but uh, people ask me, well, what's your marketing strategy? And really, truthfully, Brian, my marketing strategy is to pray. I love it. I love it. it, it, it you know, it's, it, it's I, to be authentic and my defense some believers is, you know, I pray in tongues and uh, yep. God brings me what I need. It's Yep. Boy, 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 I just laid it all out. I love it. No, that's, <laughs> man, this is awesome. You know, here, here's the thing, man. One of the things that, that I have been processing, and you, you know some of my story, and I've shared it here on the program, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but in a, the most, I guess the last three years or so, we've been in a wonderful, beautiful, God-led transition, and we're, we're seeing opportunities and, and things outside the scope of where we've been in the past as far as our work is concerned just doing some other things. And and what I've discovered, and you just said it in your story, when I said yes, even though I had no understanding really of what I was saying yes to, I, I didn't have clarity on it. I didn't see a full picture. I didn't, I didn't fully grasp what it meant. But my heart said, yeah, whatever that is, I want that. And yeah. that's when doors began to open. Things began to show up on my doorstep. And it's, it's like... It's like that scripture that says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. I, I really believe that doesn't mean a, a guy who's got all his stuff together. <laughs> I almost said something else. <laughs> uh, it, hey, it, hey, hey, you can say it. It's judgment free, Brian. Come on. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't mean somebody who's perfect or, or has just got the all their, their ducks in a row. It means the steps of a person who has their heart positioned and postured right toward the Lord and his destiny for them. I, I just believe that, that the steps... I, I can pick my leg up and go to plant it in the next step, not even knowing where the step is. And before my foot hits the ground, God's put something there for me to land on. I just believe it's that literal. And I'm learning, get this, man, after living, gosh, 38, no, 30, 40 years of my life Woo, saved. You're old. you're old, man. No, I'm 48. But I'm saying I, I, I accepted Christ and was filled with the spirit at, at eight years old. But 40 years later, hey, that's a number of transition to come to think of it. 40 years later, I'm just now learning and growing in how to walk by faith and not by sight and just just say, yeah, our job is to say yes. God's job is to is to then unfold and unpack what he's already prepared for us ahead of time. No, that's that's it. You know, Brian, and I think, you know, we can, you know, I really feel like I have a mandate from heaven and it's sort of like, you know, that word causes great faith on my part. And uh -huh. it's, you know, when you think about it, it's, I mean, faith comes by hearing, Yep. you know? And so it's like, I hear a word and I feel like I have this divine mandate and it a lot, once you get that, it's sort of like, it allows you to step out in faith. Yeah. And you know, and that word creates everything you need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, that's, just, cool. that's, that's powerful. So, so you come back to the States and you, you begin doing this sort of a la carte how, what was the formation of that process? How did it begin to sort of materialize into, uh, I don't mean formalize, but I mean, how did it materialize into what you're doing today? 
Well, you know, everything, you know, I, I think that every time God, you know, comes into, you know, take you to another level, you need a new revelation and you need a new relationship. That's okay? awesome. Okay, so so every time like there's there's a new season, it's always done by revelation and by relationship because you because you need that word that revelation to know like where to go, but then you need that relationship to help you learn to walk at that level. And so I remember this is back in 2003. I, you know, Brian, I knew we were supposed to leave Poland, but I didn't know where to go. Yeah. And so I just called my friend Bishop Tony Miller and I said, you know, Bishop, I. What do I do? Where do I go? And he said, well, Dennis, why don't you just come back for a year and move to Greenville and work with us for a year and we'll see what happens. And it was really like through that relationship that he really helped us transition and make that transition from, you know, living overseas to, you know, to being here in the States. And and I remember when I got that word and then all of a sudden I got some opportunities, Brian, I did not know what to do. Okay. I, I just, I had no, I, I had no earthly idea. So I, I went to somebody, it was actually Tony Miller. And I said, Hey, you gave me this word. What do I do with it? What do I, you know, and all of a sudden I have these opportunities, but I don't even know what to do. I know how to preach, but I, I don't know how to do that. And, and I remember he said, um, he says, well, he says, you need to meet my friend Lance Wall now. Yeah. And I said, all right, you know, give me his number. And, uh, y- you'll find this, uh, you'll find this funny, Brian, is that, uh, I just got his number and um, I started texting him and I was going to be up in Connecticut. And at the time he was in Rhode Island. And I said, hey, can I just come and have lunch with you? And um, he said, yeah, just come on. And uh, I showed up for lunch. And by chance, he actually thought he got his numbers mixed up. And he thought I was some lawyer from California. And he was wondering what this lawyer from California was coming <laughs> to Rhode Island to meet with him. That's and funny. So <laughs> he, what, what he told me, he said that morning was he he kind of heard from the Lord that it wasn't going to be a lawyer. It was going to be this young kid and whatever he needed you to do, you needed to help him. And so it started a, a great covenant relationship with a guy named Lance Wall now. And uh, he just took me under his wing for seven or eight years, really, and uh, showed me how to do what I do. And so we'll give him a plug. You can look at LanceWallNow.com and oh, yeah, kind of learn, you know, learn more about just what Lance does. But that was really the formation. He took me under his wing. And so uh, I had these mentoring relationships. And I, I think that's true with everybody. It's like for a new season, you need a new revelation and you need new relationships. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just want to tag onto that, not because anything needs to be added to it at all. I, I've talked about it on this program so many times. Leaving an old season and what is familiar oftentimes, if not always, necessitates the disconnection from some old relationships and that's a scary thing because we we are living in a culture that is so obsessed with if not addicted to the muse of relationships where we you know facebook and twitter and just how many friends do you have and blah 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 and and the point is is that we it's almost as though our validity and our self-worth is built around these pseudo relationships but what i'm finding is is that if God invites you on a journey into a new space, if that necessitates the separation from or the redefining of a relationship, you can rest assured he's going to bring someone or several someones into your space that are fitted for or outfitted for and equipped for the next level to to add to you what you did not have in the previous level. And it's just, I'm telling you, I can go back 
30 years of my life and show you in phases where that's happened. And most recently, gosh, I'm talking to you right now. I've got you in my life. I've got Ray Edwards. I've got Kirk Bowman. I've got I've got so many people that are that are now in my space and and we're exchanging life together. And I I didn't have those people three years ago. I didn't have any of them. But now God has brought relationships. And by the way, uh, a, a friend of mine, I don't, I don't know if you know, there's there's a couple of Randy Clarks out there, but Rand, Bishop Randy Clark out of Beaumont area, now in Houston, uh, a number of years ago, I heard him teaching on this topic. And he said, there's only two things a person needs in life to be ultimately successful and to fulfill what God's given them to do. It's it's relationships and resources. And he said, That's good. and he said, if you have to choose between the two, always choose relationships because if you have the right relationships, they will always lead to the resources. And I'm you telling know, you that that is the deal. You know what? It really is because because the kingdom is administered relationally. Yeah, that, have, that's have, beautiful. You, you know, and it's like I I think that's the purpose of wisdom. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, "When wisdom enters your heart, it will disconnect you from the immoral woman." So so think about this. I think the purpose of wisdom is to put you in the right kind of connections. When That's wisdom great. enters your heart, it puts you in uh, the right kind of connections. And, and I think you're absolutely right. It's like when you, when you leave a, one season to go to the next season, I mean, you think about the children of Israel. The first thing they had to deal with was, you know, God told them Moses is dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, that season is over. It's done. And yeah, and God gave them a new man. And, you know, Joshua wasn't a better man. He was just the next man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what Moses couldn't do, Joshua was able to do. That's great, man. You know, and so every time that you change seasons, you know, God God does like rearrange relationships and, you know, put strategic relationships in your life because that's how God bless. You think about the devil uses the same thing. The devil uses relationships. Anytime the devil comes in to destroy your life, he does it relationally, you know, and every time that God comes in to bless your life, he does it relationally. Yeah. And so I, I agree, man. It is, it, it, it's, it's made my life the richest, just having, you know, the right relationships. You know, you and I have a, a common perspective as it relates to our background in ministry. Uh, I've been in ministry for 27 years in some form, many of those years on staff of a church, and, and for 13 of those years, the senior pastor of a church. You you have a similar background and, and history in that realm as well. Now, you and I both are still very much involved in that world, but also, as we've been talking about, God's been leading us into this marketplace area, this arena that is ripe, just ripe with, with opportunity and ripe with, with uh, people who are hungry and looking and longing for development, for growth, for, for becoming more of what God has put in their heart to be. And so I, I want us to talk about something here, but I, I want to put a tag on it uh, because I feel, I'm just sensing right now that we need to talk about this. So here we go. Let's talk to pastors Let's let's talk to guys and gals who are are in a ministry role. Maybe they're a full time staff. Maybe they're a senior leader of a, of a local church. Maybe they're they're you know in that space. And their perception is that by being called to ministry, they feel that that's the the only outlet they may have. But there there's frustration. There's discontent. Maybe maybe there's just a sense of gosh, this is this shit, it's not supposed to be this difficult. You know, what would you say to those guys? Because I speak to a lot of them, but I want to hear your perspective on on, on that and how do we help them to see that God may be opening other areas for them? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. You know, for, first of all, um, you know, some people, you know, ask me like why I left the ministry. 
And, oh, yeah, um, I get that too. You, you know, I, I kind of look at them sideways going, well, I don't think I've ever left the ministry. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a different way to do ministry. And the reality is, Brian, is that I've led more people to the Lord in a corporate setting than I have preaching in any, I led more people last year to the Lord in corporate settings than I ever led people to the Lord in church settings. And yeah. either I'm a really bad preacher or I'm just, you know, I, I'm in that flow. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, Brian, is that um, I've actually helped uh, about 10 um, pastors make the transition to actually do the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And I've got a group of four I'm, I'm helping right now. And, it, it, and I think the first thing we really have to do is sort of redefine, you know, what ministry even means and even what it looks like. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people all the time, it's like I preach every day, Brian. It's like some days I keep my Bible closed. Other days I get to open my Bible. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm preaching every day. Yeah, but the word it, of God is the word of God is not there. It's in you. So it's, it's, it's irrelevant whether or not you crack this, the, the, the book or not. Yeah. And, you know, and the reality is, is that, you know, people want to hear about the greatest leader that ever lived. That's right. You know, you know, I, you and I both follow a leader that he was here for three years and tra- trained 12 guys. And that message is still going on. Yeah. I mean, who else has ever done that in the entire world? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, and just his secrets. And, you know, you just, you have to learn the language. And, and I think, you know, that's the thing that, you know, when God called Daniel and, and changed his season, the first thing he did was he had to learn the language of the Chaldeans. Mm-hmm. And I think for, you know, for to go into a new season and to go to these different levels, you have to learn the language of that level. You have to learn the language. It's just like when I moved to Germany, I had to learn German. And I never understood the German people until I understood the German language. And then when I moved to Poland, I had to learn Polish. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't until I understood Polish that I had a much better understanding of the Polish people. And, and I think that's the same thing in like these different, whether it's entertainment or business or, or, or whatever sphere that you feel like, you know, God is sort of transitioning you to, is you have to learn the language. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I really kind of gave myself is to really learn business acumen. That's great. It, and sort of see how how Bible principles, because here's the deal: the word works. Okay, yes, it so does. so so I've got a client um, in a city in the in the uh, southeast, and we built his entire sales process. This is about five years ago. Built his entire sales process on Second Kings chapter six, one through seven, step by step. Okay, I used that exact reference, and I built it step by step. Took his company, he increased top line revenue by over a million dollars. Okay, his salespeople just started to kill it. And about a year later, I sat down with him over coffee and I said, you know, Mark, we built that whole sales process based on this story in the Bible on 2 Kings chapter 6. And, you know, he said, well, you blankety blank did not. And I says, well, yeah, I did. And he said, well, blank not. You know, I don't want to cuss on your program. And I don't cuss anyways, but, you know, this is how people talk. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember I pulled out my Bible and he says, you got a blankety blank Bible? I says, yeah. I says, let me show it to you. Here's the deal. I showed him that reference and took him step by step how we built this sales process for his organization. But he ended up giving his heart to the Lord. Yeah. And now he's like a he's a you know, he's a leader in his church three or four years later. But but here's the interesting thing, Brian. It wasn't he couldn't argue with the word. Yeah. Because the word worked. Yeah. You know, he's like, Well, there must be something to this. It, it, and I think that's what people are looking for. It's sort of like, you know, does this stuff really work? Yeah. Uh, man, that's, that's exactly right, and and you're right. It does work. It absolutely works, and we we have to to grow beyond the four walls of the church and and begin to teach people, train people uh, how to implement and to apply those things in other contexts. 
back back to the pastors and the leaders uh, just for a moment here i what are, what are your thoughts on this does it have to be an either or proposition do you have to be quote unquote in vocational ministry like in a, on a staff position of a church or do you have to be a business guy because I, I hear this argument all the time you know you're either a king or you're a priest which i I, of course, I have my own opinion of, but I want to hear yours. What what is this? What is this deal? How can we help guys to understand that it's not about being in ministry or not in ministry? Your life is ministry. Everything that you're created to do is to administer the kingdom of God wherever it is He sends you. So, how do we help these people to understand that it's not an either or proposition? Okay. Well, first of all, I, I think we're both we're, we're kings and priests. Absolutely, that's my so, belief. As okay. Well. All right. So, you know, we we we. You that know, happens we, we to be can, what the Bible says, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and we can fight with people on Twitter about that later, okay? We can have <laughs> yeah, an argument exactly. later. <clears throat> okay, so this is interesting, Brian. Okay, you take that word ministry. Do you know in the German language and in the Polish language, there is no word for ministry? Really? Yeah, the, the word that the, and I think it's, and I don't know about Spanish, mm. but I think it's the same. It's the word serve. Mm. Ministry is service. Yes. And so if they ask you to come, you know, if, if, a, if somebody would ask me to come and minister at their church, they would say, hey, would you come and serve at my church on Sunday? Yeah. And so I think any time that we're serving people, that's ministry. Yes, it is. Any time we're serving people, that's ministry. So I, I think, you know, we, I think that's part of the, the, the perspective. Um, I, I've got a list of about 10 people that I can give you their names and their websites of pastors that are doing both and. I think you can do both and. And in fact, I do both that. I mean, I preach sometimes on for different guys on Sunday, just like you do. And, you know, during the week, I'm keeping my Bible closed, but still preaching. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so um, if somebody doesn't think they can do that, the, it's too late because people are already doing it. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's, it's already it's being done and uh, it's being done effectively. So I want to say to any pastors or leaders that are out there, just just because I feel led to say it, I mean, uh, Understand this, if there is a, a gnawing in your heart, not because you're disillusioned with the Lord, not because you're disillusioned with people, uh, it could be that you're burned out, but burnout is a result usually of being out of place or not f- functioning in purpose. Uh, but if you're if you're at a place of consternation and just wondering, okay, am I in the right place? I want to encourage you to do one very simple thing. Ask. You know, s- step step out of the hat for a moment and just ask the Holy Spirit. You know, what do you have for me? Where are you wanting to lead me? What what are my opportunities? Where do you see me ministering and serving? And I, I really find that, that people who say yes to that process and just say, I'm all in, show me, open my eyes, God's faithful. He's not going to withhold anything good from those that he loves. So just, just don't stay in a place called stuck. I, I'm encouraging you to really pursue what it is that God is wanting to reveal to you as it relates to your your future. Uh, and, and don't allow anyone to put guilt or shame on you that, oh, you know, how could you possibly be contemplating leaving the ministry? That's that's perverted. That's messed up. And uh, you, you are called to greatness. You are called to change generation. You are called to be salt and light. And salt and light is needed where there is a lack of the flavor of the Lord and there's there's light needed where there's darkness. So we need to get where that is and do that deal. So there's yeah. my two cents worth on that. You know, you know, Brian, I mean, if you're called to ministry, you're called to serve. Yep. And so you're just, you know, you're, you're just serving like a different segment. It, but can we, do, we didn't talk about this, but can we do something special for these guys? I mean, can, it, because I, I have such a heart because I know the transition that I had to walk through. And Brian, it took me five or six years to get some of this old religious thinking out of my head. Yeah. 
you know, and I even went through things like where I didn't get invited to the pastor's meeting. And I went through a period of like just fighting rejection Yeah, because I, it was really a change in identity. And, and the truth of it is, is it really took me probably seven years to really change this identity. And it's like when my identity changed, then I really stepped into the fullness. And that's when all these opportunities really opened. But it was a struggle for about seven years of identity. Yeah. Of just who am I? Well, is there... Can they reach out to us by email or something? Or you bet, we, you bet. You know, because I because I know there are guys that are listening to this that they're going, they're just they're struggling through some of these identity things. Yep. And I'd love to just help them or serve them or just you know have an email exchange where we can help them. You bet. What I'll do is I'll, I'll just I'll just on the fly. This is on the fly, everybody. What we'll we're do flying. is you are flying. That's what we're doing, <laughs> and we want you to fly with us. Uh, we we want you to if if you are struggling in this area and you are looking for someone to to just come alongside of you and help you. Uh, we Dennis and I are of course we can't coach everybody and speak to everybody, but we want to pray with you, talk with you. And you know what? If, if you're a pastor and you're going through struggles like Dennis is referring to here, and, and by the way, that's my story as well, we, we want to help you. So reach out to support, that's S-U-P-P-O-R-T at brianholmes.com. Just send us an email, support at brianholmes.com. One of my staff members will actually receive that, and they're going to make sure that both Dennis and I get a copy of that, and we will either be in contact with you, praying with you, we'll certainly email you back and uh, just to be an encouragement to you. And, and who knows, we might even send you a few uh, little things along the way just to be a blessing to you. So uh, if you're a pastor, a leader who's struggling, just really looking for what your next step is, reach out to us. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great idea, man. Well, 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 I feel like I just gave you like a whole nother job too. So, so I do apologize for putting you on the spot. No, no, it's, 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 just, it's my it's, heart, man. It's my heart. It's, totally. Yeah. It, it's really, really big. On, it just really was kind of big on, on my heart. So I'm, I'm willing to, you know, help pastors however I can. Well, Dennis, you've authored a number of books, The Power of Pursuit, People Smart, Time Mastery, and then most recently, you've released a book called Drama Free Teams. I want to make sure we we point people to your resources and uh, where they can pick up your books, whether it's the newest one. If you're a manager, a leader, if you're a business owner, if you're a, a CEO, I'm strongly encouraging you to get your hands on Drama Free Teams. It's a simple book, but I'm telling you, people all over uh, America right now and the world are picking this book up because it's literally helping them to shape the culture of their businesses. But how can people find any of your resources? Yeah, Brian, if they go to um, leadershipprocess.com, I've got a resources page and they can get it there and they can obviously go to Amazon and um, see qualities of drama free teams. Okay. And that's probably the easiest way to get all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll make sure that all the links to get to Dennis McEntee and all of his resources will be on our show notes. So be sure to check that out at brianholmes.com. Dennis, man, this is a pleasure. We will do this again if you're up for it. Hey, anytime, uh, anytime we can talk, I'll, I'll do it. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being on the program today. And we just pray God's richest blessings on everything you're, you're doing. And man, let's do it again soon. Well, thank you for joining us for this special edition episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. I trust that you are deeply impacted as we discuss meaningful topics on how to grow your life and your leadership and, of course, your influence. You can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com. And we're reminding you that for the next couple of weeks, maybe months, we're going to be bringing you some of our very 
best podcast content. We don't want you to miss any of those, so tune in each week, and we'll continue to bring you wonderful, wonderful content. Hey, we're busy behind the scenes around here updating and upgrading our website, upgrading our podcast, and preparing to launch some really awesome projects. And we're, well, you know, we're looking to the next chapter in our own lives, with our work, with our companies, and uh, we want to encourage you to engage with transition. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. You just have to walk it out. So if you're discontent, engage it. If you're in the process of disconnecting, engage it. If you're looking right now and searching for what's next in your life, engage it. Because the next chapter, the next realm, the next level is going to be awesome. Well, last thing I want to encourage you to do, subscribe to our weekly email updates and do share this episode with your friends on social media. Let everyone know what you're engaging with here at brianholmes.com. We would greatly appreciate that. Until next time, we love you, we bless you, have a wonderful, wonderful week.